What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. And we're back. Yes. Welcome to the A is for Alcoholic podcast. My name is John Staley. This is Jerry Wagner. Hi, I'm Jerry. To my left I, or my right. I love that we had a hard time coordinating a fucking countdown, dude. That was that was awesome. Um, well, welcome to the big show once again. Thank you guys for listening out there. Um, a couple of quick things. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to, we would appreciate a rating or a review on iTunes, Google Play, yeah. uh, wherever else you listen to this podcast. Please, it helps us get out to more people you know i look at the uh i i study a lot of the um what do you call them the podcast analytics and analytics. so yeah and, and it's great fridays are awesome we get tons of people listening on fridays and then it slowly dips off now granted that's when the show comes out um, right so if you can help us by sharing this with other people it would be greatly appreciated um and it just helps us get our message out to more people who may yeah. uh, may need it. Um, we are also brought to you by the Green Camel Press. I just picked up some T-shirts, so we're going to have T-shirts for sale very soon here. Green Camel Press is a design firm that takes an old-school aesthetic in a digital age. Um, go check us out at greencamelpress.com. And um, anything else, Jerry, from the floor? Any announcements uh, from the floor? I... I've been playing a lot of Fallout 76 while everybody's sick. So how do you fun. feel about it? <laughs> I, I had to take a new approach to it. Everybody hated it, but I treated it like just Fallout 4.5, and I'm having a great time. Okay. Running around the wastelands, getting killed by 12-year-olds. It's great. <laughs> um, but I, I felt like I, a lot of people told me there's no there's no interaction with like computer people. No, it's all ro- no it's robots. and There's no NPCs. NPCs. Uh, there's no humans, but it's all like robots and weird weird zombies with guns okay. it's, it's interesting there's a lot to it it's pretty but it's also pretty shitty too in its own way so what are you gonna do man i i play video games and draw my ipad i'm sponsored by procreate i sponsored myself with procreate <laughs> on the ipad that's about it man um okay so today we wanted to talk about what it means to be a functioning alcoholic yeah, it's F, the big fat F. The big fat F. Um, so I think there's like an actual technical term, which means, or a medical term, that means somebody who appears to be doing just fine, but is, you know, abusing alcohol. Um, I had a list here, 
and it is Damn. it is um, recovery. Here we go. And basically, it's just the signs of, of a functioning alcoholic is you know has trouble. Has trouble controlling how much they drink at one time. Drinks more than originally planned. Jokes about having an alcohol problem. Needs alcohol to relax. Needs alcohol to feel confident. And it goes on. It denies drinking. Hides alcohol. So basically it just sounds like an alcoholic. Right? Right. Who's not homeless. Who's not homeless. Or, and yeah. you not that being homeless is bad. Well, no. no, it's bad. Being homeless sucks. It sucks. No, not that making a judgment call on you. No, but that's how a lot of people, they, the the classic idea of an alcoholic is mm-hmm. the, the guy sleeping on the bench with the paper brown right. paper bag. And I just want to make a quick disclaimer before we jump into the conversation is that we we talk about, Jerry and I talk about this, and I think I can speak for him as well, in that we, um, these are not clinical terms, and, and we are not clinicians. And so, no. and there's no... Um, there's no alcoholism, as I understand it, as we understand it, is very much a, a self-diagnosed kind of thing. You can find yeah. it. There are there are studies, and there's lots of information you can go. I just don't want anyone out there to think that um, any one of these things, or that we're saying that anybody's an alcoholic who does this, or if you do these things, you are an alcoholic or whatever. Right. You know, right. Um, We're just speaking from personal experience and just, and that's it. And so that I can just say from my own experience and from Jerry's experience, what it means to be functioning. So when you take all the classic signs of alcoholism and, um, and then you say, well, what is the, what is the thing that people usually say? Like, Oh, I, what I pay my bills. I pay my bills. Mm. My wife hasn't left me, or my husband hasn't left me yet. Mm-hmm. I got a house. Everything's fine. I pay, my, I pay get, my car note. I get to I get to work on time, and so this, I it's almost like that the idea of a functioning alcoholic is um, a barely functioning alcoholic, right? Um, right. Because for me, alcoholism it was like everything when I was drinking, when I was active in it. Everything revolved around alcohol. Yeah. So that was the focus of your intent. Sure. So yeah, yeah, I would make it to work barely. Um, I would pay the bills barely. I don't I don't feel like I was thriving in any way. Do you know what I mean? Like if I was a flower, yeah. I was not blossoming <laughs> right. in any right. any respect. Um but it was constantly just this sort of low level of waking up hungover figuring out what I had to do for that day so that I could get back home or get to a bar and drink. Right. Um, right. I didn't have, I didn't have a wife and kids. I've no, I mean, I don't have a wife and kids, but, um, it just was not really, it was eventually not sustainable. So this, I think it's sort of a myth when you talk about being a functional alcoholic, at least it was for me, you know, there's no, you either you either are or you aren't in this sort of gray area, and again, man, I mean, I, if you're listening to this and you're saying, "Well, I'm not a fucking functioning alcoholic. I'm fine," maybe you're fine, but yeah. um, it's just that sort of weird idea, this thing that we tell ourselves to be okay yes. with our behaviors. Correct, and there, I think the way I I think I'd like to feel like 
to make the distinction between drinking alcoholically and then being an alcoholic as well. I feel like there's a distinction between those or even being a functional alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've met people in my life who drink alcoholically on occasions or when they do drink, they drink alcoholically, but then the phenomenon of craving isn't really in their life. Do you know what I mean? Until Mm -hmm. they start drinking, it's not like a thing that they're, uh, thinking about constantly, you know, Yeah, and then there's the alcoholic who, where that's like you said, the focus of intent is how do I get fucked up? You know, like how am I gonna get fucking lit today? So I think there's a difference between those two. I think drinking alcoholically when you do drink, you know, can lead to alcoholism, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. you know, now as far as functioning, functioning's a funny word, dude. It's like such a justification, you know, like for I don't know, man. I've been thinking about this today, right? When like you, you let's say. You, what? Yeah, well, when you put it in front of something, what if I said that I was a, um, I'm a, I'm a, you're, you're implying that, that there's still something wrong, but you're, you're okay with it. I, I'm not, I'm not sure, like, what if I'm a, am I a functioning, what, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a functioning racist, you know? Right, like, exactly. I'm a, I was going to say I'm a functioning pilot. Yeah. That means you're a shitty pilot. Uh-huh. You're just functioning, right? Yeah. But like, I'm a functioning racist. No, right? Because I don't, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm, just, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. But no, I'm you're racist. not. But I mean, my, I my, point, my point is, is that like the implication is that I, I, am, yeah. I, am, I am fine with the problem that I have. You know, that, that there's, there's something there is some serious issue that I am overlooking. Right. I am in denial. So I get, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big one. I, and I, I get that. I was in denial. It's the denial thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, if you had a bike, right. And it had no brakes and no reflectors and like, but it still went straight. Like that's technically a functioning bike, even though mm -hmm. it's, it's a shitty bike. You know what I mean? Like it technically still functions. It just doesn't, doesn't work live up to its uh you know that's a much better analogy than mine um you know like if it was a (laughs) (laughs) the bike functions this honda civic this 93 honda civic it functions functions. it's got no headlights but it does its intended purpose it drives from point a to point b as long as it's not at night right so it's a matter of that functioning (sighs) implies that they're that that you're 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 in denial of the problem and that Word. that problem is alcohol. That problem is that yes. there's no headlights, and maybe you do, maybe the windows don't work, and right. and you know the hatchback doesn't come open, and you know no, you got a bungee that shit closed. You got one donut on the back, and yeah. <clears throat> so, I think that it's when I was when I was a quote unquote functioning alcoholic, it was it was a very miserable existence, and um, it was not something that I. I mean, I didn't see a way out, and then I also just I didn't see it as a problem. Everybody else saw it as a as a problem, right? It yeah. was just, <clears throat> and that's weird for me to look back now because when those things, when those days were happening, when those um, when those days of like waking up hungover and trying to either having another drink or having to go deal with whatever, I didn't see any sort of like problem with what I was doing. It was fine mm-hmm. because I wasn't hurting anyone else. Right. And I think that that, right. too, we as alcoholics, when we're in the throes of it, when we're in the thick of it, we don't realize that people were hurting, man. I mean, it's happening all the time. You, right. Whether I was hurting my mother, you know, um, or, you know, because or who knows what kind of shit you're putting up on social media 
at oh, five yeah. o'clock in the I, morning. I, I know what I'm doing. Dude. Yeah. Um, the family members, the friends who perhaps not necessarily you're not going out and, you know, running people over, but maybe you're not getting back to your friends. I mean, all your relationships are being being hurt. You yeah. know, I know that you mm -hmm. you were you were having some serious family issues, domestic issues yourself oh, near yeah, the end man. because you Yeah. And that was you know, like was what it was about to not function anymore. It was about to well, dysfunction. it was exactly. I was saying I was slipping from functioning to non-functioning, but the whole time I was saying, oh, I, the, my label was functioning alcoholic. That was still not function. I was technically functioning. There were, f it was technically a house. There were four walls, a floor, <laughs> and a roof, but there was no heater, no air conditioner. I keep going back to this analogy, right? Mm -hmm. But technically, I kept moving forward. <clears throat> I just was miserable the whole time I was moving forward but telling everybody this is what I do dude I'm a heavy drinker I function I'm not homeless I don't have bed bugs I'm not having my wife is still here you know what I mean like I'll, mm -hmm. I'm not quite destitute yet I mean I'm on the edge of it but you know it's it's that weird disclaimer it, it always sits there I felt a lot of you know you talk about being on the edge of it I always felt constant anxiety and fear about what I had to do or what I had done the night before or what right. was ahead of me. It never, there was never any sort of day, you know, there was no daily joy in it. None. <sighs> right. Everything was well, painful. The, what that, it wasn't even joy. It was that synthetic like relief <clears throat> that lasted an hour or two. Mm -hmm. That fake relief of like the dopamine in your brain going, okay, you got the thing you needed. Now you're all right. You're going to be all right. Get in your little cave. You're going to be safe in here. Mm -hmm. And another cave's full of fucking snakes and shit and bats. Yeah. And, you know, the other <laughs> um, <laughs> snakes and bats. You know, the Word. other thing is that when you <clears throat> win one, when you win one justifies the alcoholism by saying that it's functional, it allows you to make piss poor decisions. Um, right. That you might not otherwise, if you were to accept your disease, or if you were, if you know, if you were to accept that something that you had a problem, then you yeah. might not like say get behind the wheel of a car when you shouldn't, yeah. and say, well, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't kill anyone this time, I didn't run right. any anybody over this time, and right. you know, we we both know people who have been in what could have been catastrophic car accidents, um, yeah under the influence and it's terrifying to think i mean i can't imagine thinking about you know of myself but thinking of my friend who you know might be looking down the barrel of 25 to life or whatever it is for vehicular yeah. manslaughter like yeah <clears throat> and that was a that was a person who was probably thought themselves a functioning alcoholic right um so and, and these are labels we give ourselves and these are things that we um we we as a source of pride almost right the the functioning mm -hmm. part is the pride the alcoholic well nah, i'm just nah. that's a little edge <laughs> on the knife you know what i mean that's mm -hmm. what gives my personality a little edge is that mm -hmm. i'm an alcoholic but i'm functioning so mm -hmm. i'm safe you know and even if you're functioning even if you're making like you're making it to work on time and you're doing all the things you're supposed to be doing in your life there's also like what about the harm that you're doing to your body if I'm not, you know, the whole idea of like, not, I'm not hurting anyone else, but I mean, it, it's fucking poison. 
Right. Plain and simple. And I don't yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. I don't say that with any kind of judgment, man. Like, and I, I'm, I want to tell you guys about my Super Bowl, too. Right, <clears throat> right. Here, because I really don't. I, I, it's, it's. You do what you want to do, and everybody should, should have the, have the ability. But it's, it, pardon me. It is. It was poison to me, you know. And it was, I was, I was sick all the time. Not just, you know, with the flu, but like always sick in one way or another. I never looked well. You know, the last time I saw my mom, and she's like, John, you look, and I said better, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, I was... walked into work, dude. I've been sober like maybe six months, and I walked into work, and one of my coworkers just looked at me and went, "Fuck, you're pink," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "You're not gray anymore, dude. You're pink. Like you're mm-hmm. you're back to normal skin color again. Like you're your normal color. Yeah, your liver is functioning at such a hard capacity, dude. It's you're just redlining it. You know, mm-hmm. woo. You know, your body's like, what the fuck? You know." <clears throat> and if I think about the last three and a half years of my life and one of the things that I got to do in the last job that I had and I was very fortunate was I had dental insurance um, mm-hmm. and I got all my teeth fixed. Right. And there was thing, there was shit that was cracked. There was shit that they had holes in them. I had some yeah. I had some serious gum issues. I had I had some serious gingivitis gingivitis issues and um now them shits is straight gold. Mm-hmm. All of just all your front teeth <laughs> are gold, true. man. Little snake diamonds and shit. We're going back to snakes. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like it took me three yeah. years to get my teeth back to back to normal. And I, yeah. I would suggest to anybody who can get a job with dental insurance to load up on that shit and go cash it in. Um, if you've been drinking a lot, yeah. And I mean, yeah. especially that was one of the one of the blessings of quitting for me was. Um, being able to do something like that, but it was, I didn't realize how much damage I had done to myself. Yeah. Not to mention all the, the weight gain, or, you know, the, the weight gain and, and just not feeling good and not being, it just, uh, it's just really, really awful shit. <laughs> um, are you, are you, would you say you're functioning now? I would, I would right? put myself at like high functioning. I would say that I, I get so. No, go ahead, continue. But I have a yeah. Please hold your hold your thought. But I just think that I I like I wake up and I go. I woke up this morning and I was like, oh man, I slept through the whole night. I didn't get up multiple times to you know either pound a gallon of water because I was so dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to sleep and I woke up and I was I felt almost refreshed. I mean, I still was a little groggy this morning after working last night, but I was like, okay. And I just felt like, all right, I have things I'm going to do. I have a plan and I have to get organized because I have to go to the UPS store and I really want to go to the gym. And I got a couple things on the computer that I have to finish and I got it all done. Yeah. So. And you probably enjoyed it a little bit too, man. You're probably like, this is, I'm being responsible. This feels good. Like I'm doing something good for my body and my life and my mind here. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thought I had was, oh man, I bumped that. Is that, that we both, we're both alcoholics in mm-hmm. recovery. So would you say we are actually the actual definition of functioning alcoholics? Because we are <laughs> we are high functioning alcoholics. It depends right? on your definition of alcoholic. If we're talking Correct, recovering alcoholic, right. then yes, right. being a functioning yes. recovering alcoholic, being being Boom. a functioning recovery dude. Reco- yeah, and so yeah, man, absolutely high functioning, high five, yeah, high, high functioning, functioning alcoholic. Dude. You know, yeah. um, but so. Jerry asked me to share about my 
my um my Super Bowl experience. Super Bowl, it's been on your mind. So, I did nothing. <laughs> I did abs- I played Fallout seventy six because fuck football. Uh, That's why. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> yeah. Now I don't have any um I didn't I didn't actually I wasn't rooting for any team. I was working behind the bar. Um we had a big buyout for a very wealthy family. So it was basically and and they wanted, <clears throat> as they should have had a, uh, they wanted like six cases of Budweiser and six cases of Bud Light. <clears throat> and we have margaritas on special. So it was that kind of night. And <clears throat> I noticed and tons of food, like tons of like sliders and chicken wings and brownies and cupcakes and pizza, man. man there was all like, that shit sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. And I'm kind yes. of, <laughs> so I can't really, I can't really miss any of the food because I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight. And I'm trying to be yeah. smart, and I'm trying to be good, and it was it looked awesome. But the thing that really struck me last night was seeing people come in, and I've been, you know, those of you who've listened before know that I've I've mentioned this a couple times that I've been a bartender for something close to 15 years, and yeah. um, it gets to the point where I can almost see these people come through and just like, I can pick up, like I've, I, I was telling Jerry, I felt like I was an alcoholic empath. Like I can yeah. pick up on their kind of pain and sadness almost right away. And this sort of, and I would look over and you see like the one girl in her thirties and she's got, you know, sitting there by herself and she drinks her vodka soda and, and she held, she has one and then two and then three, four and five come really, really quick. You know, they always start off slow and her and her yeah. husband aren't really talking to each other, but they're just sitting there and it's kind of awkward. And and then there's the old guy who's super loud and boisterous and drinking the double whiskey on the rocks. And yeah. and he's, you know, so it's a very patriarchal figure who, in my mind, um, reminds me of <clears throat> myself. Uh, but that idea of a man who's loud and, and drunk and boisterous to kind of mask the insecurity and the fear. <clears throat> and I start seeing all these different types of drunks and people that come in. And, and again, a lot of people come in and they like to have a good time. And you, you want to get cut up on Super Bowl Sunday and maybe you got the Super Bowl flu the next day. That's yeah. cool. That's like one, once a year. But when I, I, I just see these people all the time. And so it was just this sort of being able to pick up the vibe on certain people. It was just you, you just you know that something's not sitting right with them. And especially yeah. me going like, OK, I've had like three and a half years sober and I've been tending bar all this time, most of it. And um, it's just such a trip. And and Jerry made a joke. He's like, dude, you're like a you're like an alcoholic ghost hunter. And yeah, you're like that Arquette, that what's that show medium, mm-hmm. but with like alcoholics, you, you, they just talk to you from the past, except they're right in front of you. And then this one guy comes up to me and it's the end of the night and he's been drinking. I don't know, multiple. I think it was his was like Hendrix and ginger beer. It was like gin and ginger beer, something weird. Damn. Something kind of. Those aren't, they weren't bad, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, he shakes my hand and I'm like, hey, yeah, cool. He's like. Thanks for everything. I'm like, you had a good time? Yeah, man. Like, I just wanted to say, like, you've been so great. My name's, I can't remember. He said his name was Cole or Corey or something like that. And I was like, it's nice to meet you. He's like, you know, it's just, oh, you guys, it's just. And he was very, very nice and very gracious and so sloppy and repetitive. 
And I yeah. just kept, oh, yeah. I kept smiling and saying, thank you so much, Corey. Like, I'm just so glad you guys came in and had a good time and so on and so forth. And I'm just, I, that I, you just shake their hand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So not only is it that he's sloppy drunk and is not going to remember any of this and I'm nope. just sitting there trying to be polite, but I'm also at work. So it's not like I can say, I got to go. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to wash all this shit back here as mm-hmm. I can go home at a decent hour. I don't yeah. know exactly. I don't know if you guys realize what you've done and how much tequila is gone. I gotta um, clean all this shit up that you guys. But I really felt there was, and just people who sit alone by themselves at bars, and then you know mm-hmm. sit there and you when that was me, dude. That was totally me. Have like anyway, you're on that fifth drink, that sixth drink, mm-hmm. and it's like. Mm-hmm. And I start thinking, you know, and again, this is a private party, but this happens, you know, quite often to me where you're like, well, how many do I give this person before they get up and leave that, leave the bar, you know, like, I, and it's none of, it's not, it's none of my business what they're, what they do or how they go about living their lives. I just get these feelings from people and I can kind of, I just yeah. see it, you know, and I talked about it a couple of shows ago about the guy who came cruising in with a bottle of wine and ended up being this big sloppy mess. And I just was, I, I don't, again, I don't want to sit here and say I felt sorry for the guy, but I was like, cause there's nothing I can do for him, you nope. know, but it was just this weird sort of, Oh man. I, you know, I've felt you before. I feel your pain or I don't know. It was just really, <sighs> It was just a very, and I, again, it was just, it was a Super Bowl Sunday. So maybe it was a little bit different, but just this, I was, I was just able to pick up a lot more on people's feelings. And maybe that's the experience behind the bar and being sober and also being, Mm -hmm. knowing what it's like to be that person that is having 10 vodka sodas. Well, and in a spiritual way, you can think of it as the universe putting those things in front of you to remind you. You know what I mean? Those, mm-hmm. those to remind you of the lesson you learned. You know, the lesson you're learning. Yeah. You know, it could be that the universe is like the conscious, unconscious version of the universe is placing this thing in its own subtle butterfly effect way. You know, mm-hmm. so that you can l- look at it and go, "Oh yeah." In other news, water's wet. Just like I had texted <laughs> yes. you the other morning. You know, like. Right. That's uh, what I do. Water is wet. That's me, man. But it's me in the corner. <laughs> it's me in the it's corner. Me in the spotlight, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just and you know, everybody left and I don't know who was driving and who wasn't and <clears throat> that's a whole nother conversation that I, I really can't right. I you can't stop people from doing what they're gonna do. I mean, I can't. The, pol- is there the Uber police in Sonoma? Might, yeah. Maybe they were Ubering. They're probably police were probably out full force, dude, on America Day. Yeah, dude. I saw them. I saw them too. Not in there, but they were out. They were out cruising. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and again, I do. I do do that a lot. Where do do? <laughs> um, I do that a do lot. That where I I do take the people who come in as sort of spiritual guides, and I try to look at it that way because, again, I don't want to judge anybody who likes to go out and drink. I used to love nah. it. Yeah, it so used to I. be so much fun. It used to be so much fun that now we do this because we can't <laughs> do that. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun that it got super shitty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That it's that. Um, yeah, we overdid it. What about um, what about you know? I talk about the things that were not functioning in your life and the things that led you to um, to when you quit. Um, well, 
Well, just like with like, family. Yeah, the, the stuff. Yeah, the I mean, the family, those are the big obvious things, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's on the for, 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 forefront, foreground, mm-hmm. in front of everybody. They can see it. They can pick up all those vibes between me and my wife, and they can pick up the fact that, like, people who were closer who hung out with me knew that I was too hungover to take care of my kids sometimes or to, like, want to deal with her or just be like, oh, you're peripheral. Get the fuck out of my way. You know, you're in the way of me getting fucked up. You know, you're not part of my life experience. You're this uh obligation i have you know i mean the people around me could pick that up and those were the obvious things but there were the internal things where just the veneer started wearing off like where uh, you know and to get like a little i mean fuck it you know we always overshare this damn thing but where suicide became less of an option and more of like kind of a plan Mm -hmm. you know like and it was it was it wasn't even like i wanted to actively go out and kill myself i just wanted to die like if I could just do it painlessly in my sleep, you know, that would be fucking preferable. And that's when I knew that the functioning was starting to wear off. Was, you know, and there were the clues. There were, the, of course, the obvious drinking clues, like where I would wake up in the middle of the night and drink whiskey. You know what I mean? Like I would wake up and have a shot in the middle of the night because I would be getting a hangover at three, four in the morning, and the hangover would last three days. So I would just nurse through the hangover with booze. But yeah, there were numerous times where I'd wake up and just take a shot. And then, you know, put mm-hmm. that little airplane bottle back in the <clears throat> back in the sock drawer or wherever I had. I mean, I didn't hide booze that much. Usually it was the airplane drawer if I were traveling. But if I were at home, I'd just go out in the pantry and pour out a shot and boom, you know, three in the morning, just something to smooth it over. And it never so I was like, hmm. can I was that ever a conversation between you and your wife? No, nah, because she I mean, make it. She drank when I drank, but yeah. she didn't drink like I drank. Right. But she came from a culture of drinking as well. We were both raised in this little town full of drunks. That yeah. was part of our thing, you know? So to her, it was, she was, I don't know. I don't even know if yeah. I was that obvious getting up in the middle of the night and pouring out a shot. She could have been like, oh, he's getting up to piss again. Or he's just wandering around ever... doing his thing. <laughs> or going to smoke. smelled like you know? whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? I mean, I would get up at three in the morning take a shot and go smoke a cigarette i wouldn't it wasn't regular but i would do it like when i knew the hangover was going to be bad like super bowl sunday today's my day to let loose even though i had you know today's my day to black out Mm -hmm. you know whereas like i had already been stumbling drunk the past five nights before that just tonight was my night to like really tear the tent pegs out of the thing and fucking black out you know oh man you know and that just that's where i knew the functioning was i was ceasing to function you know, my happiness and joy were just dead. They were buried. They were fucking gone. Fuck them. They're gone. I don't need them. You know, where the thought yeah, where the, I, and I just like the way you put that. I want to reiterate where the the functioning, what? the functioning started to crumble when your thoughts of suicide began to formulate as a plan in your mind. Oh, a plan. Absolute plan. Like set up like, OK, this is how I'm going to figure this out. I just man, I was just too. <laughs> I was just too broke to buy a gun. That's awful. I mean, it's like so that shit. You you like your humor dark, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean, that's that's where I knew it. So the way I always thought about it was: here I was trying to avoid my problems by drinking and having a good time, and maybe not avoiding, but patching, putting a all liquor patch. Mm-hmm. And then the, eventually the cracks get bigger, dude. The patch stops working, and all that fucking darkness comes through those cracks, dude. And you can't, you just can't hide from it. Eventually, you just can't. It's there. It's like right there. It's like here I am, dude. Like the water starts leaking, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you gonna take care of this problem? Or are you gonna drown? You know, because you have two choices. Because you can absolutely drown. Millions of people do it every day. I don't know if that might be an inflated number, but there's a huge number of people just, they drown from it every day. They die of it. Yeah. And that's sad. That's like super fucking tragic. It like hurts my heart, but like, 
you know you can either you hit that there's not even a fork in the road anymore it's just there's your road you're just on it so you can either turn around and walk away from it or keep, keep doing going it, man. till the end yeah um yeah, yeah it Another friend of ours, mutual friend, uh, who recently just she stopped drinking, and um, I talked to her the other day, and she said to me, <clears throat> she was overjoyed and overrelated, and um, and so grateful and for the help, and she loved the podcast and all this stuff, and and she had some really awesome things to say, but one of them was. She had a lot of great things to say, but the one I want to talk about here, since we're talking about the label of alcoholic, is she's like, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and she she was not ready readily. She's like, but I drank every day. Yes, you know, oh, yeah. I drank mm-hmm. every day. Um, I drank if it wasn't if it wasn't six drinks, you know, it was one or two or three and smokable and this and that. And so, right, I don't want to necessarily say that anybody has to just you don't have to pick a, a label you don't have to call yourself anything no but, you don't but if there's this is just what we do <laughs> yeah that there's a substance because we're dramatic we're super right? dramatic and yeah i think that 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 al- that that uh that label has stigma to it right alcoholic Absolutely. still in 2019 and it's just like what my dad was mm-hmm. talking about so know, i'm in long-term recovery i'm in i'm know? in long-term recovery um, and whatever works, I just, I, and I think, I think that's great. I don't, I shouldn't say it so snidely, like it's better. No, I'm cooler to call is. myself an alcoholic, but. Right. Like I said, we're dramatic, dude. Mm-hmm. We're Morrissey fans. <laughs> we love the Smiths, dude. We listen to Depeche Mode and shit. Like we're going to wear it with, I guess, our own flair of mm-hmm. like, that sounds so fucking shallow, but mm-hmm. you don't have to put a label on it. No, but I know where she's coming from though. I just drank, drank too much. And I drank so much that my life was shitty and I don't want it to be shitty anymore and I don't know how to make it not shitty. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much where I was, except I was like, I'm a fucking drunk. I would be much happier drunk my entire life till I die. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was at, you know. And the thing about it is that there <sighs> there can be a differentiation between calling yourself an alcoholic and mm-hmm. and saying I was drinking alcoholically. I was drinking it in the alcoholic yes, fashion. That's- Right. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, my mind was at. So even with functional alcoholism, right? Like I'm a functional alcoholic, could just mean that you are just a person who drinks alcoholically when you do drink. Mm-hmm. You know, people when they talk to me about alcoholism, they always hit me up with like, "Well, I don't know if I'm alcoholic. I don't drink every single day. I don't drink all the time." And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't have to, dude. If you don't think you're an alcoholic, <laughs> don't be a fucking alcoholic. Don't say you're an alcoholic. Like maybe you have a problem with it now and you need to deal with it. And once you've dealt with the problem, hypothetically you go back out there and it's the same fucking problem over again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you may want to do some soul searching, you know, but yeah, man, it's not for me to put a label. I mean, I probably, I do it. I mean, I do it in my own car or I do it to my wife in the living room. And I'm like, yo, that dude's a fucking alky. You know, I can smell him from here. I can tell, like you said, like we're like drunk Wolverines, dude. You got that super smell, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you can like a spidey just, sense or the, something. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe that I don't mean like an actual physical smell of like old wine. I just, it's in the air. I can feel you. I can feel your, I can feel your vibe. It's desperation. is not a good word for it, but I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Like I can feel your longing, your longing. There's, there's some longing and some lurking and there's, I see a lot of people yeah. who just yeah. are just a little too glassy eyed and like just yeah. a little too mush mouthed. And I'm like, man, you're, mm-hmm. you've had a couple, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
You've had yeah. a couple for the past like couple wow. years. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it before. I mean, I can, I can feel it before they've yeah. had a couple. I can feel it on their body. Yeah. But it's weird, though. Who am I? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, like, I'm wrong about shit all the fucking time. Every day. I'm absolutely wrong about yeah. most things. But but there's something that it's... It, there's <clears throat> something... Yeah. I. And again, it's not that I, I don't... I don't seek these people out to, to chide them or to no. scold them mm-hmm. or anything. If anything, I would say... Like, unless they're going to get in my face about something, unless they're going right. to get in my way. Then we choke the <laughs> shit out of them. Which, which we do not, but, you <laughs> <No>. know, <laughs> we do, but do. we do not. No. And the, but the thing is, is again, it's only if you're going to affect my life in some way, do I, do I then begin to care about your <sighs> behaviors? And it's just the behaviors, man. It's not the person. Word. You know? And I think when I meet people like that, the empath in me, there's this part of me that wants to tell them it's going to be all right. Like, yo, you're going to be okay if you just, if once you figure it out, it, you know, you'll have your aha moment. You'll be all right. You just mm-hmm. got to have your aha moment. Yeah. You know? So, and you, you don't, you don't have to be an alcoholic to talk about recovery either. No. You know, uh-uh. so if you want, I mean, it's just, that's what yeah. I tell people. It's like, well, you're not sure. That's fine. I mean, do you want, do you want to be sure? Do you want I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's people you can go to talk to and you can find out and you know, there's the only one way to find out is to. Just stop drinking and see how you uh, react to it. Right. And that stigma is a motherfucker mm-hmm. because you're like, uh, especially in this culture, you're like, I can't handle my shit. And so everybody, like you think that everybody thinks you're weak. And some people may, but fuck those people. Yeah. They're, not, they're not in charge of what's going on in your life, you know? Inside your head and inside your heart. and Maybe you can't handle your shit. I can't handle my shit. I can't That's handle why mine. I'm, Hang out in fucking church basements and sit here on this podcast with you, man. Drinking coffee out of a styrofoam cup. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't handle my shit, and I want to learn how to handle my shit better. Like, if I, I'm not, you know, another analogy, like, if I wanted to ride horses, I wouldn't be pissed that the first time I got on a horse, it kicked me off, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I, like, would want to learn how to ride a horse, just like I want to learn how to live life. If you see somebody who's riding a horse, and you like the way they look, and they look good on it, and you want to be able to do that, be like, hey... How do I yeah. how do I ride this horse? Well, what's up? You got horse riding lessons or what? You <laughs> first, know? you need a saddle and you need a horse. Yep. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're gonna I might be gonna the man to have those things. If you wanna yeah. if you wanna learn how to cook, man, you're gonna cut <clears throat> and burn yourself at least a couple of times in the process. It's life, man. You gotta figure this shit out. And so that label of like can't handle your shit might be what frees you. Who knows, mm-hmm. man? I don't know. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's one way to look at it too. Is is that it's it's not it's not weak. It's not weak at all. I mean I. I'm, I don't, I hate to uh, I hate to quote you know use a Bukowski quote, <laughs> but do it. Though. But I think Fuck I it. think that he would. Uh, I think he would be a. Um, he would be. I think he would. He would enjoy recovery. I mean, I think he would enjoy a twelve step program. Got a room. You think? Oh my god, dude, his ghost is gonna haunt your ass tonight. <laughs> He's gonna pee on your bed. He's gonna throw up in your t- bathtub. Um, but no, he talks about the the level of like endurance and strength it takes to be a drunk. You know, yeah. to be able to fight through those hangovers. Yes. And he, he writes, mm-hmm. there's, n- I could probably pick up a book of all the books that I've gotten rid of. I still keep his for some reason. And I, I'm, I'm, so do I. I'm hesitant to, to unload, <laughs> you know, the tomes of alcoholic poems. And there's a lot of beautiful stuff in there too. And I like his, right. Um, but he just talks about the strength it takes. And so that strength is important when it comes to finding a path of recovery for yourself. That is the strength that you need to rely on for real this time when you decide that 
not only are you not going to pick up the crutch in the corner, but you're fucking putting the crutches out on the street and you're, right. you know, Just you're done. Throwing them out the front door. Right out yeah. the front yeah. door. I mean, yeah. So, I, I, I just, I would not call anybody weak who, who, no. who is dealing with with alcoholism, functioning or otherwise. Um, yeah, it's not a, uh, it doesn't, it shouldn't be a stigma, and I know that it is for a lot of people. But um, whatever gets you through that, through the day, through the first day, the first twenty four hours, and the first week, and the yeah. first year, and God <laughs> knows, I mean, I still got another I, i'm only three and a half years into this when did when did you when you're you were in 14 2014 2014 how old yeah, july 4th 4th of july i don't even know how old i am now uh <laughs> i was uh 39 i 38 i was 38 okay and yeah and i think it was another thing your pop said about yeah you something about you know you you'll shortly you'll begin to see all of your friends' lives implode around late 30s, early 40s. Dude, seriously, right? Think of the pattern. Like, we hit our 20s, and everybody started getting pregnant and married. Mm-hmm. And then we hit our 30s, and people started getting divorced and remarried. And then we hit our 40s, and now everyone's either getting sober mm-hmm. or they're just getting fucking worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, the bloat starts coming in more. You start getting a little fucking grayer. and It lives more on whiskey, you. Whiskey gutted. Oh, yeah, it lives on you, man. Or... You know, you see these guys come in and they've been doing fucking yoga and drinking kombucha. I don't drink kombucha, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't either. I'm, yeah. I was always nervous because somebody told me it had booze in it and I didn't want to be... It's got low alcohol. I, whenever I drink one, it, I've drank maybe two or three since I've been sober mm-hmm. and it tastes like an old can of beer. Like, yeah. I don't like it. It has a beer taste to it. But yeah, it's got low levels of alcohol. Like real, like like an N.A. beer, depending on what you get, I guess. It's like, But I don't drink N.A. beer either. Ugh. Ew. Yeah, I don't understand that. Heineken just put out one that was 0.0. Because usually yep. NA beer is 0.05 or something. <coughs> they have like a half yeah. a percent or something. Yeah. But the whole thing was like Heineken, 0.0. Beer's gross, man. That's gross. <laughs> it's just cold pee. Beer's always been gross. But I wouldn't <laughs> even, even want I drank, one. Why would, I want, why, would I, why would I want a beer? I want this cup of cold-ass pee that's not going to get me drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No I'm thanks. I'm drinking beer to get drunk. I was usually drinking beer because it was earlier in the morning. Yeah, kind of settle into it. Or I I knew a guy and I picked this one up from him. He's like, he's like, yeah, a beer is what I drink in between deciding what I'm gonna drink next. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I love that man. Beer's not drinking. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I guess that's my old. That's the way I, I end it. It is it what, is it, what is. it is, man. So don't, don't drink them Heineken near beers, man. This shit's gross. No, man. No. Um. So if you have any thoughts about you being a functioning alcoholic being an alcoholic there are tons of resources out there you can always drop us an email or an instagram or whatever and check us out yeah any insight any questions not that we are like able to answer questions we're able to answer questions we're just not really qualified to answer questions necessarily but we'll answer them anyway I'll, i'll answer yeah whatever whatever you got all i'm saying is is that when you define function, what does that mean to you? How do you want to function? Do you want to do you want to function yeah, that's highly? A good question. Do you want to function well? Do you want to be a well-oiled machine, or do you? What's up, former party people? This is Jerry. You know the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now. 
If you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. I want to be that Honda Civic. You know, that 93 Honda yeah. Civic with no headlights and a busted hatchback. No headlights. You got one headlight. <laughs> you know, you got one. So, but damn, dude. Really? You can drive around with one headlight? No. Everybody thinks you're a motorcycle? Fuck oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>